0: Welcome to the Need to Know podcast from the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars. I'm your host, Aaron Jones, bringing you the best nonpartisan foreign policy expertise from our experts that you need to know about. So the concept came up and I said,
1: certainly I'd be strategically it's interesting and we'd be interested, but we'll talk to them a little bit. It's not number one on the burner, I can tell you that. Essentially, it's a large real estate deal. A lot of things could be done. It's uh, hurting Denmark very badly because they're losing almost $700 million a year carrying. It. So they carry it at a great loss. And strategically for the United States, it would be nice. And we're a big ally of Denmark and we help Denmark and we protect Denmark and we will.
0: I am back with my friend and colleague, Mike Sfrega, who runs our Polar Institute here at the Wilson Center. And His name may sound familiar because we recently spoke to him about what's going on at the top of the world in the Arctic and U.S. foreign policy in the Arctic. And as I always say at the Wilson Center, since we are a think tank, if we're not thinking, we're tanking. I asked Mike what we needed to look for out on the horizon, and he mentioned Greenland. To me, one of the most
1: interesting, aside from the China-Russia-U.S. relationship... Is the issue of Greenland. Green, when you look at a map, Greenland is so geostrategic to the Allies, to NATO. Uh, when you look at that map and you think about who would like to have influence in in, uh, in uh, Greenland, even though it's part of the Kingdom of Denmark, uh, China has tried and will continue to try to invest just like they have invested
0: over in the rest of the world. Therefore. <laughs> And here we are talking about Greenland. So let's talk about Greenland, Mike. Welcome back to the podcast, Aaron. Thanks, and I'm glad we mentioned Greenland. We mentioned Greenland because right? it, it 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 emerged. Uh, it's always been there, obviously,
1: but... Boy, well, this the, is
0: what you say about the Arctic, right? The it's, Arctic it's it emerged. has emerged, and now we have Greenland it has have Greenland. emerged, another part of the Arctic. Exactly, and it's like it's as if Greenland is
1: this uh, exemplary of what's happening in the Arctic, right? It's the, the Arctic has been emerging, all these big political social issues in the Arctic, but Greenland, if you just look at the island and the government of Greenland, its relationship to the Kingdom of Denmark, in so many ways, it's exemplary of what's happening in the Arctic writ large.
0: Well, let's let's tease that out. Okay. What is what are these issues? Obviously, we'll get to President Trump yeah. and the desire yeah. for a grand real estate deal, probably the largest in history, yeah. uh, bigger than Alaska, right? Wouldn't it be? I, uh, it, it's, it would be the biggest island purchase. Island purchase because yeah. it is the biggest island. It is the biggest island. <laughs> that would, it's an easy statement right. to make, right? Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's tease this out. Let's see how the how does it how does this show what's going on in the arctic and well, the think, policy changes. Yeah, I
1: think you know, if you had to just have one line, it's it shows how important geographic location is mm-hmm. especially in the arctic. Greenland's always been strategic to the United States, to NATO, to the Allies, always has been. But this really points out how strategic Greenland is and in the nations in the U.S.'s best interest to keep this relationship really solid. It also teases out the fact that it's so central to the Arctic, which has now emerged as this very strategic theater. So it places Greenland in a very, very different place, not geographically, but perhaps politically, something many of us have been following. But for the first time, whether it's CNN, BBC, mm-hmm. you have your favorite letters of news organizations, everybody wants to cover Greenland. Mm-hmm. N- not much has changed aside from a statement by the president noting one way or another how important Greenland right. is. It
0: would be strategically important for the United States if, if we the opportunity it. arose. Right?
1: Correct. But it's, it's equally strategically important for the United States to be firmly committed to the relationship between the kingdom of Denmark, which includes obviously Denmark, the Faroe Islands, and Greenland, equally committed to that as we might be to having that real estate under the U.S. umbrella. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same kind of motivation, I think, why the U.S. Should, be, should care about Greenland. It's because it is so strategic to our own national interests. It's also integral to the future of the Arctic. And the relationship between the kingdom of Denmark and the United States is incredibly important if for no other reason, our alliance with NATO. They are a solid member Mm -hmm. via Denmark, but also with Greenland. So we've invested over decades, millions and millions and millions of dollars in Greenland. Mm -hmm. So we already have a sitting investment there. I think the investment will In just... In the form of an Air Force
0: base? Is Air there more? Force
1: base, yet yeah, research capacity, mm-hmm. significant research capacity, and something that will be far more important going forward because of, of the changing climate. We know that Greenland is melting at an alarming rate. Sea levels are rising. Uh, if you watch the news, you're hearing about incredible tonnage of ice melting and going into the Arctic Ocean. So Greenland has a longstanding research uh, relationship with the United States. The National Science Foundation just released a report talking about the U.S. and Greenland cooperation in Greenland Mm -hmm. on research on September 9th. We're holding a meeting all afternoon focused on the importance of Greenland research. So we have a research platform there will grow. We certainly have a military footprint there that will just grow. And, um, you know, the United States has a lot of capacities. And when you think about Greenland and how you not just put troops there in Air Force Base, but listening stations and mm-hmm. its other strategic um, uh, tools, think about how it would be if we didn't have Greenland as a part of, of the United States' big assets in terms of our partnerships. Right. Just like I view Alaska, imagine Alaska still being part of Russia. Right, right. Totally changed the geopolitics. Mm.
0: So... Greenland, although large in size geographically, yeah. is very small in population. You have less than sixty thousand people living on that island. Um, you have an air force base. You have uh, A res- rare rare earth yeah. resources. Uh, is there oil as well? Is it possibly it, it, some possibly off- as- offshore? Um, and huge fishery stocks. Very important. So. The president looks at this and say, sees a great strategic asset possibly for the United States. What does the Kingdom of Denmark think? We talked the last time about Greenland, about the budding independence movement in Greenland. Yeah. But this was prior to the revelation of discussions in the White House about buying Some Greenland. Interest. So, what what is the Kingdom of Denmark? How do they view Greenland? So Kingdom of
1: Denmark, I mean... Prime Minister Fredrickson was very, very clear in her statement just yesterday, the day before, today, uh, about how they view Greenland. They, grew, they view Greenland as part of the kingdom of Denmark, but they do not view it as Denmark. Her comment is, that's not Denmark. That's Greenland. So they are giving a lot of autonomy to mm-hmm. Greenland. They had talked been, about that the la, in our exactly. last episode about this. Yeah, yeah. and there's, there's mutual uh, partnership there. That I think there's a respect between the two. Uh, Greenland provides national security for, uh, excuse me, uh, Denmark sp- supplies national security assets to for Greenland, obviously for their own sake, but also for NATO. But they invest a lot of money in Greenland, right? The 60, less than 60,000 people, 50,000, that's 7,000 people. They get a significant amount of investment and resources from the kingdom. But the kingdom is interested in, uh, working through a number of steps toward independence, mm-hmm. they will allow these discussions to happen. Greenland already has control of a lot of their social, political, governance structures within Greenland. They already have control over that. Foreign policy is through the Kingdom of Denmark, um, and 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 some trade related issues through the and some other things. But working together, the government of Greenland and the Kingdom of Denmark are actually working very well on on. Purposefully working towards a future that might include an independent Greenland. Maybe it's not independent. Maybe it's something like uh, is um, part of a a relationship where it has significant autonomy but is still under the umbrella. Think of territory. Think of something like that. Something like the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but but that's down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the so Denmark is very supportive of the of Greenland. But there's a lot of steps from here to full independence. It doesn't take away the umbrella, though. Mm-hmm. Of the Kingdom of Denmark includes Denmark, Faroe Islands, and Greenland. They are not looking to sell this island. Well,
0: that was going to be a question. Correct. Is, is there at any point at any of these discussions was there a possibility that Greenland could be for sale?
1: No, because Greenland doesn't want to be for sale. They to, they
0: don't, if, if the end goal is independence, they exactly. don't go selling to
1: another country. A- exactly. They they do not want to be owned by anybody, including right? The kingdom of Denmark. They want their independence. They want to have their own social political structures, their own governance structures. They want to be able to chart their own course in the future with binding relationships. I see a future where if Greenland goes independent or Commonwealth, they will have strong ties. They'll always have strong ties to Denmark. They just will. Mm -hmm. They will have strong ties, hopefully, to the United States. It's in both countries' interests. They will have strong ties to Canada to Europe. See that that's the Greenland of the future. They just can't stand up a country on 57,000 people hmm. yet. But I see that relationship working fine because it's in Greenland's common interest. And gr- last thing Greenlanders want is to trade one ownership for another ownership. They want their own tr- they want to chart their own future.
0: What happens then after this revelation of a desire to buy Greenland? Um does it change our relationship with Greenland, and does it change our relationship with Denmark?
1: I I do not think it changes the relationship. Um, I think the Prime Minister Fredrickson, has said that uh, this the cancel canceling of a of a state visit, uh, this uh, verbal row between the the two is just that that they still see the relationship being firm, very very part of the very much a part of the, the kingdom's future to the United States, it would be foolish not to have a strong relationship with the kingdom of Denmark. That, that's in our best interest. I don't think this is going to change. I think it will be like a lot of other things we've seen in the last few years where allies have disagreements, something is said, there's a retort, whatever. But at the end of the day, our, our, our future lies pretty much close hand in hand. It doesn't change the U.S. relationship with the Greenlandic government. It's appropriate. It goes through the kingdom of Denmark, but there's a lot of bilateral discussions and programs and investments that happen between Greenland and, and, and the United States. So I don't think it changes anything except for this two things. One is it puts a red hot spotlight figuratively and literally on Greenland. Mm-hmm. How much have we heard about Greenland in the last three days? Probably more right. than you've heard in the last three years. Right. That's great for Greenland it's great for the kingdom it's great for the United States because we have a shared interest in the future of the Arctic so that's fantastic for Greenland it also allows Greenland a voice appropriately so through the kingdom of Denmark to give their position on this is what we're thinking about for our future right right Right. so I th- I think actually this is a good thing it might not have come about the way one might have wanted to script it but I think it has uh, a positive outcome, that is, we understand where Greenland is, what Greenland is, <laughs> uh, why it, why the United States should care about it, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's a kingdom of Denmark that's working with Greenland, and we still have this alliance between Denmark and the United States through a lot of uh, organizations,
0: very palpably through through NATO as
1: well. So I think at the end of the day, this becomes a good thing.
0: And as with many things with the Trump administration, the foreign policy establishment is seen as chuckling right now at yeah. this whole proposition. but. In a more serious way, does it signal that this administration may be looking more at the Arctic? Greenland kind of as a microcosm of that, but the Arctic as a whole as a policy issue. And maybe that signals something, you know, it's maybe a turn in policy, or maybe I'm reading too much into it, but maybe there's something there. I think it's a different read. I think this
1: administration does look to the Arctic. Um the Obama administration looked to the Arctic, but I think there's diff- different kinds of lenses here. The Obama administration, if you would, if you look at their actions, it's more climate-related, more social-related, um, indigenous peoples—all very, very good things. And as an Alaskan, I say absolutely. I think this administration looks at it; d- those those issues are still on the list, but not as much a priority as strategic national security mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. resource development, as you said before, Greenland—big resources there. Eventually, there's there's uranium. There's I mean there's there's some significant investment there in minerals. Um, uh, the mines that are that could be built in Greenland could sustain a significant portion of their economy, but also would be very strategic to the United States. Mm-hmm. So I think this administration views that as that's a strategic alliance there with Greenland. National security is leading a lot of this discussion as well within this administration. Right. How incredibly important Greenland is to the nation's to the nation's interest, and you can't get away from the great power competition. Mm-hmm. China has made no secret of their interest in buying, investing in, influencing Greenland. So our counter to that was to reaffirm just last year our commitment to to the Air Force Base, the U.S. military presence there, the uh, if it's appropriate, the ability to build or enhance infrastructure that the United States has already built maybe rebuild, expand so Mm -hmm. that it could also be used commercially. So dual use. So if you extend a runway, you do it maybe a little bit longer so that you can have tourism. Mm -hmm. If you build a port, maybe you do it a little bit differently so that it can handle um, important supplies for bases, but also to support tourism. So you see a different signal. Yes, it's military and it's Mm -hmm. national security, but it also could support other things for Greenland. So this administration, I think looks through two lenses, economic development yeah. and national security.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, of course, you know, keeping with the nonpartisan nature of the Wilson Center, I mean, we shouldn't just sit back and just laugh at this shouldn't dismiss as another right. gaff from the administration. This could signal a very serious look at the Arctic as a whole. Yes, yeah, so, some, somebody- And that's something we, as, 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 with the Polar perfect. Institute, we love that. It's perfect. And <laughs> because,
1: because you know, nobody knows really what that internal discussion- Well, right. they do, but they ha- it hasn't come out. But I could see a scene in my mind where they're having dinner, lunch, whatever that was, and someone mentioned that the kingdom of Denmark, talking about the Arctic, Denmark, spends a lot of money in Greenland. Mm-hmm. A lot of money in Greenland. Which the president
0: which in the quote indicated. He, said he indicates $700 million right. they're using.
1: Well, for $700 million, Being with his background, hey, somebody might have said, maybe we should just buy the thing, to which he might have said... Well, now that's interesting because my folks are saying that it's really strategic, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Remember, Harry Truman, after the Second World War, pitched $100 million for Greenland, and the kingdom didn't like that. But, so this is not absurd. Mm. I think the context of how, how uh, the issue of real estate in the Arctic has emerged, mm-hmm. yeah, we shouldn't just dismiss this. That's why by the end of the day, I think this is a good thing, even though you may not have scripted it that way. Right. The fact that, that it even came up to me it's a positive thing because it, it shows us how right we were to focus our work on the Arctic, but how important the Arctic is and we will just continue to be going forward.
0: Really quickly as we wrap up, tell us um, that work on the Arctic that you're doing, particularly on Greenland. You mentioned earlier, and I want to give it another plug, uh, that we've got somebody from Greenland coming to the Wilson Center because we are so forward-looking. So forward-looking. And hashtag WilsonSmart here Yeah, that we actually have somebody very soon.
1: So the minister, uh, the foreign minister of Greenland will be here, mm-hmm. um, and she will speak at a program that starts 1230 on September 9th. It'll go all afternoon, and this is part of our Greenland Dialogues. We signed uh, an agreement with the king, with the um, Greenlandic government with the approval of the Kingdom of Denmark to set in motion a series of dialogues about Greenland. Not just helping them work towards uh, independence, but about all the issues related to Greenland. So this is just, I think it's number three or number four of our... Greenland dialogues, which will continue for a number of a number of years, each on a different topic: economic development, social issues. This one is focused on Greenland for research capacity because we know the climate change is absolutely impacting that island. So that that September 9th program will focus on research, but it will focus on climate change. You cannot get away from geopolitics, so mm-hmm. we will talk about politics. Mm-hmm. We'll likely talk about That's real estate up, right. endeavors or not. <laughs> uh, it will come up, but. Creating this program a couple of years ago showed us, again, we were on the right path. And going forward, we work with the government of Greenland to suss out which uh, which area we will likely focus on in the future. Most likely, the next Greenland dialogue will happen sometime uh, late fall, early spring, and likely focus on economic development because you just can't mm-hmm.
0: get away from that particular issue. Okay. And what really set this whole... Second podcast with you up was the question that I asked the first one. What was out there on the horizon? And you mentioned this issue with Greenland's desire for independence. I'll give it to you one more time so you can set up the third visit you'll have with us. Is there anything else out there that you think we ought to we might we might see in the future? Something that's popping up on the horizon?
1: Well, I we talked a little bit about this before. Uh, It's not necessarily something new, but it's a variation. I have mentioned before that I have been not concerned, but on the radar has been um, nuclear energy, the use of nuclear reactors for energy, um, the advancements in nuclear technology and the application of and the recent unfortunate disaster in Russia. Uh, on, a, on a guided missile that was nuclear-powered. I'm concerned about the whole great power competition being brought to a very different level here where you see um, the return of a Cold War nuclear Arctic, um, especially after the INF Treaty uh, going going south. So, no pun intended. So, um, I, I think over the horizon, we'll need to watch that particular area uh, not just for military use, but also the use of nuclear technology to secure energy for northern communities and the potential, because there's there's one off of, of uh, PEVIC right now. There's a giant nuclear reactor generating electricity for communities in, in northern Russia, you know, is, versus diesel versus other. So that, that's something that's not so far over the horizon, but something we've looked at as um, wor- worth monitoring.
0: Okay. Well, you heard it here first, just like with Greenland. Uh, You heard it here first and really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy Uh, answering a lot of questions about Greenland this week. So thank you so much uh, for taking time in August here uh, to sit down with me again. It's perfect. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Need to Know podcast. Be sure to subscribe to continue hearing our cutting edge discussions with the best experts on the issues you need to know about. From the Wilson Center, have a wonderful day.